Thank you for tuning in to the Restaurant Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, TK. Today's episode is for new general managers, new leaders in general. I've got five amazing tips that will help you really start leading your team, your new team, to greatness. And if you are listening and you are a new general manager, feel free to reach out to me or join our Facebook group, Restaurant Leadership Evolution. It's free to join. There are about 50 other restaurant leaders who can help you with any problem that you may be facing. Um, You can also reach out to me at my email, tyler at evolveleadershipcoaching.com. Let's get into this, guys. Hello and welcome, Evolve Leaders. I hope you're all having a great day today. Um, Today's episode is really geared for new general managers and new leaders into the restaurant industry. If you're not a new GM or new leader, that's okay. I think you'll also get a whole lot out of this, um, especially if you're taking over a new team. And that's kind of the focus on today's, today's episode. People get into the restaurant industry for... A key number of things, right? Uh, some are looking for a career change. Some are coming back to the restaurant industry after years of leaving. And some are looking for maybe more pay because when you start getting up to management in terms of restaurant leadership, the pay is pretty comparative to some other industry uh, leadership positions. I have five key things here. And I'm going to go over those five, then I'm going to, I'm going to start breaking those down for you. Um, number one is how to approach a new team. Number two, understand the workload you're about to face. Number three, do an extensive analysis on the current state of your restaurant and be strategic. Number four, build a daily routine. And the last tip, have fun. Uh, that last one is, is, is extremely important. Uh, they're all important, but having fun, understanding and really enjoying your your job is key. If you don't enjoy what you do, if you don't enjoy the daily changes or the stress or the people, restaurants are not for you. Restaurants are, they're beasts. They're very difficult to lead if you're not an evolved leader and you're not strategic or positive. And unfortunately, many GMs come into the field with no prior training. Uh, Typically, they were either a really great crew member, a really great cook, a really awesome supervisor. But whenever that promotion happens, there's typically no other training besides here are the keys and this is your team. And then upper management starts holding new managers to expectations that they didn't clearly, they clearly weren't trained for. And so... These five tips are going to help you get over that curve. They're going to help you establish your standing as a leader in a new team. And hopefully you will become a better leader because of it. So let's dive into this. Number one, how to approach a new team. So when you take over a restaurant, you are not just taking over the business. You're also becoming the leader for a lot of people. Most restaurants are anywhere from 30 to 150 people on staff. That's a lot of people that are now looking up to you for leadership. And the thing about it is, number one, they don't know you and you don't know them. 
Number two, they may have some trauma from past management that will leave them untrusting of new people and, and a lot more. Step number one, when you take over a new restaurant, hold an all employee meeting. In this meeting, you need to talk about who you are as a leader, what your leadership style is, and really why you chose this restaurant and what your expectations are and goals for this restaurant. Make it very clear what your intentions are. And establish those lines in the sand. Establish your pet peeves, right? For personally, my pet peeve is coming in late without notifying us. If you're going to be late to a shift, call. Call the restaurant. Let us know. Don't walk in la-di-da. That nothing is more annoying than somebody who comes in consistently late, five minutes, and pretends that nothing is wrong. So, you know, figure out what your few pet peeves are and go ahead and put that into it, into that meeting. And then let them know who you are as a person, right? Maybe talk about some of your hobbies and what you like to do in your free time and why you chose this field. It's going to help break down that barrier that is automatically built between you and the crew. Number two, hold and establish a regular manager meeting with all managers. If you're taking over a restaurant, chances are either the person before you got promoted out of it or they got let go or they quit. In either instance, you need to establish your own routines for manager meetings. I would suggest manager meeting once a week for about three to four months. After that, you can probably start tampering it off into tapering it off into two week intervals. I suggest keeping it the one week interval though. Hold a conversation with every team member one on one. This is very important. Take the five minutes it takes to sit down with with people, your people, your team, and learn who they are as a worker, learn who they are as a person. And when you have that one-on-one, you are showing a few things. One, you're showing true care for that person and how they are. Number two, you are showing that you are going to be dedicating time to your team. And you are not, in fact, too busy for them. Most of the time, people don't get that. They just continue working as normal. And there's a reason, typically, why the past leader either got fired or left. And what you're trying to do in these one-on-ones is, yes, learning who they are as people, but number two, you are learning really how dependable they are and where they are going to fit in on your ABC list, which we're going to go over here in a second. As you're approaching a new team, you have to understand their past trauma and what they dislike most about previous management. This question can be asked in your one-on-ones with that person. Think of taking over a new team as adopting a dog from the shelter okay this dog has been mistreated in their past they are unwary of new people and they just don't know who you are how much you care it takes time to show that you do care and to establish those boundaries understand that and in those talks you may find that they didn't like what a certain manager did and if that was part of your plan before and it's a you know widespread issue 
get that out of your strategy. You don't want to put them through the same thing that the past management put them through. The only thing you're going to accomplish with that is them building that mental wall between you and the team. They're going to start stacking the bricks. If they start seeing that you're doing what the previous management did, they're going to be less likely to trust you. If you have those one-on-ones and you do put forth effort in changing, they're going to start taking those that wall down themselves. Uh, lastly, approaching a new team, make sure you analyze and identify your ABC list. What is an ABC list? An ABC list is a list of people, your team members that you have categorized, your A players, people who you can depend on, those core group of people who have been there for 10, 15 years, the ones who are optimistic and always trying to help each other out. Those B players are the ones who come in and do their job. Okay, you don't really get too much rise out of them, but you know that they're not going to be just exceptional. They're going to do a good job, and that's fine. We need a big majority of B players to operate, and most people, they are going to fit in that B category, and that is A-okay. Most people are happy with that, and as long as they're happy, you're happy. Then the C list. That C list should be given to those team members who are underperforming. Maybe they weren't trained right. Maybe they are intentionally not doing things to the fullest of their capability. Whatever it may be, the ones that either need to be retrained or put on a redirective need to be in the C list. And you're only going to be able to get that from working with them and from having those one-on-ones. So approaching a new team, that's how you do it. Number two, understand the workload you're about to face. The restaurant industry is difficult. It's hard. It's tough. You're going to be putting in a lot of work the first three months of your job. It takes about three months to break down those old traumatic walls and to establish new guidelines and to establish routines. So understand the first three months, it's going to hit the fan. It's going to happen. Be prepared. Don't give up. Whenever you have a solid team who is self-sufficient and who operates and grows sales, your life becomes immensely less stressful and more enjoyable, which is what we all want, right? That's the whole point of all of this is to grow our leadership into making our jobs and our lives more enjoyable because it is. It's a great thing to have a team that operates self-sufficiently with little input from you. That is the goal. You will have to analyze and undo some of the bad habits that previous management instilled and understand that some of those tenured folks who've been with the the company for 10 plus years, they're going to have a hard time changing. So you need to win them over because if you can win over that core group of people, they're going to help win over the new people that come on board. If you don't and you start creating that, that resentment, guess what? They're going to start passing that on to your new team members. You have to be communicating constantly. Don't stay quiet. Talk with your people. Delegate. Establish the norm. Have your office door open when you're there. Understand the open phone policy, right? I know that when you get home, you don't really want to take calls and things like that, but you have to have that available for your team. Just like a professor at a college has, you know, after hours, after office hours, you know, that's it's open for people to come to you for help. So we've went over two, one, approach a new team. And number two, understand the workload you're about to face. Number three, number three tip for a new general manager or leader, do an extensive analysis on the current state of your restaurant. Be strategic. Establish first what you think the norm looks like. 
Is that great sales, great labor, food costs? Is it happy people? Is it happy guests? Is it great food? Whatever it is, establish what the norm looks like for you. Second is in your analysis, you want to break that up into about seven different categories. Number one is cleanliness, right? And how clean is the restaurant? Number two, operations. What is the operations like? Are we consistently getting great ticket times or guests leaving happy, right? Number three is profitability. What does the financials look like? Where are we spending money where we don't need to be? Where can we spend more money at? Um, number three, number four, staffing and training. You're going to kind of cover most of that staffing and training analysis with your uh, ABC list, but you need to understand if you do need a hire. And as an evolved leader, you are always thinking three months ahead. So in three months, are you going to have people graduating college or moving off or, you know, having babies, whatever it is, you need to be prepared for that. And you need to understand that it takes about one to two months to fully train somebody into a position to where they're a hundred percent comfortable with the job. Number five systems. What does the administrative side look like? Is the office a mess? Is there no deadlines being met for things like uh, budgets and PL reviews and inventory and grocery orders, things like that. Number six, any repair and maintenance that needs to be done. When you take over a new team, especially if the GM prior has been let go, they probably haven't been super focused on equipment maintenance or even just having the right tools for the team. Get the tools, spend the money. You will, you will lose profit in the first few months, but I would rather lose profit in the first few months and be profitable for the remainder of my career than to just keep dragging it on. And then you're going to have people that are aggravated because the oven doesn't work or because they don't have the right tools to, you know, butter toast, right? And then lastly is current guest satisfaction. You need to do an online analysis of your guest reviews, the newest, the lowest, the highest scores, and then start talking with your guests currently, especially those regulars. Um, the restaurant brand that I work for, we have regulars who come in every day. They know the differences in a great experience and a bad experience. And they still keep coming, even though because even though they may have experienced a few bad ones. So they're going to be able to give you the most honest feedback on that. And then once you have all the analysis down, start breaking that up into your daily routine, which leads me into tip number four. Build your daily routine. Routines are the backbone of great operations. Write down what that routine needs to look like for you and your managers in order to be successful. That's why you need to have a weekly manager meeting so you can start establishing these habits. And again, it's going to take about three months for it to really, really stick. Understand that you do have to keep your team accountable and you have to keep yourself accountable. So checklists are great. Um, I used to have my manager send me a picture of the pre-shifts and operations board and all that fun stuff. Um, whatever works best for your team is what you need to do. But you need to be consistent. Even on your days off, you need to ask for those things. Um, write down what routine you need to be successful and break it up. Okay, Using that analysis of what you did on the total restaurant, break those up into bite-sized pieces. Have one week, two week, four week, and eight week goals written and broken down. It can be overwhelming. Typically, if you're taking over a, a broken restaurant, you probably have thousands of dollars in repair bills you're facing and you have people that are are currently putting in their two week notice because of it of things that the past management has done understand that it will get better 
taking over a new restaurant is it's really just like eating an elephant. You you can't tackle it all at once. You have to do it in bite-sized pieces. And you have to understand it's going to take a minute. Okay. It's going to take a while for you to really start getting that down. And the last tip I have for any new general manager or leader is don't forget to have fun. The most overlooked part of new management is, is finding ways to have fun in the day to day. Hold contests for your team. Um, maybe, you know, sing aloud or do a funny dance or whatever it takes to make the environment fun for you and your team. That's extremely important. Potlucks are also a great way to have uh, team building exercises and having fun. Um, do a raffle drawing for your team. Whatever. Your team is your new family. And you will have some times that are bad, but you will have more good times than bad. Treat them with care and understanding. And if you find yourself ever not having fun, which you will, there will be plenty of times, especially in the first three months that you were just not having, you're not having a good time. If you quit, you will never be able to see what a great restaurant can do for you, for your life, financially and personally. And you're not going to be able to experience the chilling effect that a good operation has on people. It will give you goosebumps. And when you experience it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When you can take a step back and look at it all operate, all the cogs in the machine are meshing really well together. Everything is well oiled and you're just operating. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So that's the five tips that I have for all new general managers and leaders. And just recapping, number one, approaching a new team, having those all employee meetings, manager meetings, establishing those lines in the sand. Number two, understand the workload you're about to face. It's a long road, but it's worth it. Number three, make sure to do an extensive analysis on the current state of your restaurant and be strategic on fixing those things. Number four, build daily routines, break up that analysis and tasks into one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine week goals. Write them down. Don't just keep them in your cranium, okay? You're going to forget about some some of them, and you're going to lose sight of it. Write down those goals, post it on the office door, post it on your desk, whatever it is where you see it every single day. And lastly, make sure to have fun. Have fun with your new people. You're going to like most of them. You may not like some of them. Just know that life is way too short not to have fun in a job. And you're going to have times where you're not having fun, and that's okay. Find ways to have fun so your team can have fun and you guys can reach that common goal of restaurant excellence together. That's all I've got for today, folks. Um, thank you for listening, spending the last 20 minutes with me. I want to remind you guys that we do have a Facebook group uh, community called the Restaurant Leadership Ever Evolution. It is a group of about 50 restaurant leaders so far, and we help each other out and motivate and inspire and answer questions that others have. Um, I post a lot of motivational things on there. And, um, yeah, I hope you join. It's free to join. Come say hi. And that's it. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your week. Um, don't forget to treat humans like humans and TK out.